We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, here we go. Talking Buffalo podcast. How you doing? Pat Moran here. What is this, Joe? Tuesday? I don't even know. Technically, it's still Monday night. We're taping this late on a Monday yeah, night. We're... I got my buddy Joe from Queens with me today. I'll tell you what, Joe. This is... Now, I know you're in New York City. I don't know how it is. What is it? Down there, I guess? I, I got used to saying down there. I'm so used to saying up there now because I've been in Florida for the last five years. But I'll tell you what. For the people out there, the, the whole uh, fall is elite, that crowd. <laughs> this is the poster for what you want because it was a perfect day today. And now it's nighttime. It is comfortable out. Got the windows open. Don't need any central air. It's not cold. This is like sleep like a baby weather. So I guess if you really like that fall elite weather, this is a, this is a great day for it, man. A great night for it. How you doing? Doing great, man. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know how the weather is over by you, as you just, but you just described it, obviously. By me, it's, it's not bad in New York City. Uh, the fall elite thing is it, it triggered me a little bit just now because I'm kind of um, it's it's getting to the point where it's it's close to golf Twitter wing Twitter Uh-oh. where the conversation is just getting a little bit annoying. Like I get it, you love you love the fall. I get it, you hate fall. I don't have to hear it every fucking day that you like or hate fall. It is okay. A lot it, it, it's it's getting there, and I you know hey look, Mazel Tov to Jeremy White. He started that. He's got cool shirts cool but everyone else trying to like get on that i, I i'm seeing it and i'm quite i'm i'm kind of judging you know it's just like it's 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 getting there though it like, is I'm, getting to be much i've know. contributed some i've bitched about it i have i'm not really a falls elite guy i like the fall weather because i like to wear hoodies and i've talked about this a little sure. bit before i like to wear anything that can get me in a hoodie because i'm fatter than i want to be so you can't <laughs> when it's really hot and this was the weird part about florida it's like you can't get a week you can't be wearing hoodies. Like I have one on right now as we're taping this on a late on a Monday night. You can't be wearing, I couldn't be wearing this shit in Florida for nine months of the year. First of all, it's way too hot. Secondly, people are going to know that you're trying to hide the fact that you're fat as fuck like I am right now. So I like, I like that, but I, I'm a summer guy, man, because there's shit going on in the summer. When you live in New York, everything happens in the summer. The festivals, the lawn face, the beer tents, all that shit happens in the summer. Fall's awesome for football. And sure, it's a little bit cooler out, but man, it's like, I hate when people want it, the summer to be over with so they can get the fall. I mean, that, that it's just too much for me, man. Yeah, I mean, I like fall probably the most uh, because I do feel like, you know, 
beers are better. <laughs> like the pumpkin beer. I know. I know you're going to say a, that. I know the beers are better in the fall. Um, it is hoodie weather. It's not as crazily hot like it is in New York City. Like the, the summer days are just too hot. Like you're just dying a lot of times. Uh, but it is the one. The thing that stinks about the fall is it's a reminder that like winter is coming. Sure. Game of Thrones there. And that's where I, I kind of get annoyed by the fall because it's like, ah, it's winter's coming here and you got three months of it, it's going to be shitty, you know. But um, I probably would take fall, summer, afterwards, spring, and then winter, you know. I'll uh, I'll go there. That's like, fair. That's, that's that's where I stand, but I don't I don't think it's it's it, it shouldn't be discourse every damn day on Buffalo Twitter. Sorry <laughs> to all you people out there. Well, who, you you've set up a good segue with with oh that wasn't I wouldn't call that a rant. You're nice and calm and composed right now, and that was a legitimate complaint. So I'm, we won't even call that a rant. But here's what we're gonna do. So I do have, by the way, Bills fans out there, I have ten reactions that I have ten Sunday's game, and I'm gonna run them by you, get some thoughts on them. Maybe you might have one or two of your own. Yeah, some of them really are kind of self-explanatory. We don't really need to spend a lot of time. But I also got a couple things that I want to hit on. One of the whenever I get you on the show, and to your credit, and I've said this before, you are one of the guys who will speak your mind. You don't always agree with me, just to agree with me, and I like that. Me and you yeah, kind of go you're at terrible. it sometimes. Your takes well, stink. I know. Yeah. Well, no, they don't stink. Yours stink, they but stink. we 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 respect each other's takes, even when we completely disagree. But anyway. I, I like having you on the show because there's some things, I don't know, may, I think I get a little more feistier when I have you on the show. I don't know why, but I just do it. It kind of makes me have a, a couple things that I want to talk about. And I want to get a, a little at least mini rant in. And one of yeah. them, and then we'll get to some bills. And this is, for the most part, both things that I want to hit on are uh, Buffalo related. Let's start with, you know what? I don't even know if you know about this story. This just happened today. Um, I am... And you know this, and, and you kind of, you make fun of me a little bit, but I'm being honest with you. I try to keep a good relationship with all media outlets in Western New York because I have people that I either consider, consider friends or at least allies, friends of the show, if not, you know, direct friends of mine. So to me, it like, it serves no purpose or benefit to like, just go after, go all in on news organizations. But I'm going to tell you this, man, I, I got a problem with WKBW right now. And I'm going to tell you why. Now, I don't know if you heard the story today. And, and by today, I mean Monday. Because, again, Joe and I are taping this late Monday. There's a new reporter there, fairly new. Her name's Lilia Wood. Did you hear the story about her getting hit by a car? I saw that before we recorded. I saw you on Twitter. Actually, you retweeted her getting hit by a car. All right. I was like, yes. And, all right. Okay. And I didn't say anything on Twitter. But I am going to talk about this on the podcast right now. I have a problem with this. First of all, best wishes for a full recovery. And for people who don't know about the story, uh, she was setting up for a report for Channel 7 uh, on the sidewalk across from ECMC, the hospital in Buffalo, in the city. And a car allegedly ran a stop sign, collided with another car, and the impact sent the car back, and the impact hit her. As of, we, as of this taping, there's no real details on her condition or you know anything other than what I just told you, at least according to that story. Um, so that's the news. Here's what I got a problem with. Let me read this tweet to you, right? This is from 7 Eyewitness News. And again, I have a lot of respect for some people who work at Channel 7. And I, as a whole, I like Channel 7. I've probably had more guests on from Channel 7 than Channel 2 and 4. Maybe combined. But anyway, I want to read this tweet word, word for word to you. From 7 Eyewitness News. Our thoughts are with a member of our Channel 7 family tonight. And then 
And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you completely think I'm wrong. And if so, tell me. And then there's a link. So again, our thoughts are with the member of our Channel 7 family tonight with the link to click it. You know what my first thought was, Joe? Well, my first thought was I clicked it to see what it was. My second thought is that is fucking clickbait. Why would yeah, you? Yeah, that's, that's why pretty. Do you, why would you word a tweet like that? Hey, you know, it should be something along the lines of our reporter, Lila Wood, was involved in an accident. Our thoughts are with her. And then you could have a story, a link, because it is a new story. That is a new story. But to tease somebody, to get you, if that's what clickbait is. Isn't clickbait to you a teaser? That's a fucking teaser. And this is an injury to is, somebody yeah. who works for your company, and you're kind of presenting that tweet as a as a as a tease. Now, maybe it wasn't. I'm sure it wasn't done with malicious intent, or uh, you know, to get people to just click out a link because that's all they care about. But what a horrible fucking. And all due respect, to it, man. What a horrible presentation of some significant news to somebody in your own family. That's just bad. That's that's bad, bad Twittering right there, man. Yeah, that's I, I don't really. Yeah, that's I don't know why. I mean, we do know why it's to get people to click on an article. But seriously, like, is it really worth the, the extra 20 cents you're going to get from Google ads for that article? Like to not include that, like. Yeah, that's, were people like a little bit upset on social media about that, or was is I don't know. You know, I haven't or... seen anything. I'm to be honest okay. with you, I didn't even say anything. I'm talking about it right now on the show. Okay, I didn't tweet it out because again, it's just, and this is where sometimes maybe I I, I should be a little more confrontational if the situation calls because I personally, and again, there might be some people out there who will say, well, they were withholding her name for you know out of respect for. Her. First of all, she's not dead. Well, God willing, she's going to be fine. But it's just the way that looked, man, it's just, that's not how you put out a tweet. That's not how you present a news story for any situation. You don't, news stories shouldn't be clickbait and not from reputable news organizations anyway. And I, Channel 7 is a reputable news organization. And to get people to, to fucking tease somebody to, to, to click a link, which I did. Cause I wanted to know who it was, of course, but yeah, the, the, just, you don't, you don't do it that way. You just say like who it is and then you click and then you could click on the damn link. It's right. so, it's dumb. I mean, look channel. I don't even know. I mean, we can, I don't know when we're going to get into it, but like the whole last week and a half, like of what I've seen out of the news. We're about to get into it now. Oh, uh, we're going to, yeah, we can let's start get now. Into like, it right now. And yeah. by the way, I mean, I don't really have much to add to that. That's not something that I had any intention on talking to you with. In fact, again, we're taping this at, after 11 o'clock late at night on Monday, I just saw this tweet 10 to 15 minutes before we started talking. It's not even like in the in the handful of notes that I jotted out. It just really bothers me that somebody from your station, your news organization, got injured in an accident and it was presented as clickbait to me. At least to me, that was anyway. So shame on, I don't know who the person is who, who handles their social media. I, maybe it could be an innocent mistake. I don't know what it is, but... Just that's a bad look, man. I'm just gonna leave yeah. it at that. A really yeah. bad look. Now, I know what you're talking about, and I kind of, I had a kind of a, a funny segue into it originally, Pam. But there's not, there, there's not really anything funny about it. Doug Allen, who's been singing the the national anthem at Sabres games for what a quarter of a century. Which, by the way, I thought it was like five to ten years. I had no idea he was doing it for this long because I really, truly, honestly, God from my heart, don't give a shit about Doug Allen or him personally. I love the national anthem. I don't care about him singing and doing the pointing whatever afterwards, but <laughs> to each their own long story short, your man's not going to be doing the national anthem anymore. 
because, take a wild guess, because he's not vaccinated. Before we get to, uh, before we get to any of the, um, I, I, before we get to the news of, of like the media coverage, do you have any thoughts on Doug Allen? Like me and Joe Yernan talked about this last week. Doesn't it just feel like a really bad hill to die on? Yeah, it's a, it's a stupid hill to die on for Doug Allen. I don't even, I think the most hilarious thing for the whole thing with the Doug Allen thing was like, he, he sent an email out to like all the news outlets to let everyone know that he wasn't going to do this. Like, and I'm like, who, what kind of ego do you have? Do like, was anyone really like asking like, Hey, is Doug Allen going to really do the, the national anthem? I mean, no one was. It just kind of tells me that this guy's an egomaniac a little bit where he had to go and just send an email out to the, the all the national the outlets. And he's always I had a couple couple people who are in the in the in the Sabres know tell me he he's a bit of a douche. And uh you know, I remember one time he uh he like he I guess he wore an NRA hat like right after to do an interview on players kneeling after the anthem and it was right after like there was a church shooting like he just seems like an egomaniac. I mean, and who, like, really, dude, you're going to die in this hill of like getting an easy check to sing the national anthem because, because, you know, you have the, the bullshit of, oh, I got immunity because I, I had it already and my rights and all that sort of bullshit. It's just stupid. And then, like, to have the, the outlets like cover that as well, like, really, like, we need to get comment from this guy and the Buffalo News. The, the story actually in the Buffalo News wasn't that bad. It was like, it was. They got both sides of like how he's an idiot, kind of from like talking to experts. But like they had like the 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 the, the headline of the tweet was like iconic singer. I'm like, is he really? I mean, what? I, that's that's not crazy. Iconic. Yeah, that's not iconic there, buddy. You know, as far as I'm concerned, so uh, he's not iconic. He's a, a dude who points, and there's an awkward. They they he points to an army guy who's sitting there awkwardly doing nothing, which is weird. And uh, then he points to the camera. I don't know. He's uh, he can go fuck himself. There's fuck nothing him. unique about his voice. I, I get it. I know to a certain like, oh, I, I would assume a small percentage of fans. He's recognizable. And I, I just I can't call the guy a goddamn star. The song is the star. Doug Allen ain't the star, man. I mean, come on. Honest to God, I'm, I'm just I don't give a shit if he sings a national anthem or not. If he does, fine. If he doesn't, who gives a shit? Well, I mean, what, what, why put that out there? Are the, are the Sabres going to reconsider their stance like, uh, on COVID vaccinations because fucking no. Doug Allen doesn't want to sing the national anthem? Because he won't ego. get vaccinated? It's an ego, it's an ego thing. I That's mean, literally, like I said, you got to send a freaking email out to like all your to the media and like like whatever. He now, I go. know you have a problem with the media lately, and a lot of it has to do with... Uh, anti-vaccination stories now one in particular the buffalo news because this isn't just you sometimes might people might say oh you know joe's just fucking bitching and moaning about everything maybe mm -hmm. they're right actually they usually yeah, right. are right because you do right. bitch and moan about a lot of shit but everybody on twitter was hammering this story in the buffalo news recently it was by jason wolf a guy who has written a lot of good stuff i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't even read it i should maybe i should have especially if i'm gonna talk about it on this show but I'm going to tell you, to a man or to a woman, everybody buried the story. What was it? Was it like really one-sided? Was it just terrible? What was so terrible like to make it bad storytelling? Because again, 
Joe, everybody, not just you, everybody was blasting this shit. It was one-sided, the whole thing, and he tried to defend the one-sidedness of it because he just put in, like, CDC, like, guidelines for COVID, like, sprinkled it here and there throughout the article, but it wasn't, like, I wasn't as, like, drawn to that. It was just like, hey, here's a footnote on how, oh, this is what the CDC says, where the rest of it was, he basically... He interviewed those two idiots who uh, asked Cole, Cole Beasley and asked Reed Ferguson for jerseys. Okay, which everyone in right. their mother, yes, everyone in their mother, every reporter there was like trying to private message these. I, I honestly think these people were bots. I really do. Like, I don't even think they're real. Pe- they're real fans. I think they just are bots who, you know. And I'm not going to pretend I know how bots work in terms of like regurgitating like a, a tweet or whatever. But like the the story had the guy who was the the New Mexico guy who basically said like he got COVID and he decided he was going to approach like the chicken pox uh, like uh, syndrome or whatever the disease where everyone in the family was going to get it so we can all be immune to it. And I'm talking he just was like, okay, well, I'm just going to give it to my wife and I'm going to give it to my kids. So basically they all like. They they quarantined together, but he gave it to them on purpose, which I was like, this like we're really gonna interview this this fucking low life who either again I don't even think he was a real I think he was a bot like I, I maybe I'm wrong I, it's incredulous to me that someone would be that stupid to go oh I'm just gonna give it to everyone else so we can all allegedly become immune to it so our you know our you know our whatever our, our immune system can get used to it like right. it's a fucking joke and like he interviewed this idiot. And then he interviewed the one of the Poncho Billa, I don't know who the, the spokesperson for them, some guy out of Boston. And I thought it was just the irony of like he was kind of saying like I don't know what the state, what the the Bills are doing. They're like separating fans, and I'm like, dude, you are a, you're the spokesperson for a, a a guy who died of cancer, which we all know COVID feasts on those people who have like cancer, predetermined conditions things along those lines and you're basically like saying like oh right, well, you know i don't know what the, what the he he kind of had he mentioned like polling cars was being like a like a dictator or something like that i'm paraphrasing that and then he went online that guy and i'm going on a little bit of a tangent he went on online where some media freelancer i saw this went to the guy tweeted to the guy and said hey if you get the vaccine i'll donate 250 dollars to poncho packs or whatever the hell that is and the and the and the spokesperson were like, well, if you do it for a thousand, oh, we will really be talking. And I was like, what is what am I in the in the fucking twilight zone here? Like this guy's like literally trying to get you to donate to a charity so he can go to get a shot. But overall, the whole week, I, I look, I have sat and watched the Buffalo media for forever. Since I left Buffalo, since I was in Buffalo 20, 25 years ago. I've always been that guy, I don't want to say obsessed, maybe it is, but like always seeing how the coverage is done. And there have been times where I was really embarrassed for the coverage. Like I remember when I was embarrassed when Tom Brady had a throwaway comment about hotels and like the whole world in Buffalo stopped for two days because we had to interview like the Red, Red Wolf Inn manager and it was embarrassing. Or like, you know, don't like all those Let me interject was- one thing. I don't want you to stop your point, but I want to interject one thing. Because I agree with where you're going with it, too. It's one thing when alternative people make a big deal out of Tom Brady's throwaway comment, a blog, uh, a Bradley Gelber who's on Instagram digging up, I'm using air quotes, stories, whatever you want to call it. But to your point, mainstream media, 
channels two, four, and seven, the Buffalo News, who's been doing it more and more lately, quite, quite frankly, stuff that shouldn't even be news, is making, well, if the online newspaper edition, if not the print. But anyway, back to your point. You're right. I yeah, just want to interject. Like, yeah, like like stuff like that, I've been embarrassed with. That, this week, the last week and a half, has been like the most embarrassed I was for the region. I really, I, I mean, it's you could pick any door you want. You could pick Hannah Bueller on Channel 7, like crowd surfing people on Twitter. Yeah. Like, are you having issues? Like, are you having issues with your Excelsior pass? Um, are you like, I literally, she's, she's tweeting. I don't know if you saw this exchange, but like she, I guess there was a concert, two concerts last week that they started doing the vaccination thing. And there's like, do the math. There's like 32,000 people there. And she tweets out. Many people are upset about this new vaccination or vaccine, va- vaccination r- law rule, whatever. And then like Alan Pergamon from the news tweets are tweets are, well, how many? And she goes, at least 10 to my Twitter account. And I'm like, my mind, I, I seriously, there was ice picks going into my brain at that moment. Cause I'm like, first off, do you realize that 10 out of 32,000 is not a lot? And two, it's, it's a good chance those people are lying to you. And I saw that even earlier today, dude, some reporter was trying to source like asking Twitter, like, hey, are there any health professionals who are are uh, are pissed off about having to get the vaccine? And that's like, why are you like, first off, why are you crowdsourcing Twitter for like professional stuff? Like go and like go go to like at the hospital or like go outside, do a man in the street or like email some people like do something like that. You're going to crowdsource twitter and you don't even know if these people are real they could be bullshitting you and and then like the person tried to say like oh well like you know people don't want to talk about it and it was only it was only five percent of like the medical workforce didn't want to get the vaccine and i'm like we're really gonna give these people this five percent this fringe like the time of day and that's the thing man like all these stories i read a story and and channel four had a story where they interviewed like a couple of bills fans who were pissed off about the vaccine and then they interviewed some guy who had like a ticket website and he was talking about how like people are asking for their money back. And it's like, why are you chasing after this story? Like of this point, like you want to chase after someone like chase after the people who are like relieved about like going to a Bills game and not having to worry about someone having COVID. OK, because I'm one of those people, because one of my bachelor party weekend that I'm doing at the end of November is supposed to be at a Bills game. And I definitely did have a little bit of trepidation about, great, I got to go to this freaking game that I'm I'm sure there's going to be some idiot next to me who's not vaccinated or down the road, down the, you know, down the rows or whatever. And now I'm happy. Guess what? I'm going to go there, get drunk and have fun because I don't got to really worry about it as much. And instead, they're chasing after this tired out lunatic fringe anti-vaxxer story. And like I, I don't get it. Like it's part of me is like either either your management at the station or at the Buffalo news are anti-vaxxers B you're an anti-vaxxer or C for whatever reason, maybe anti-vaccine stories do a lot of traffic, get a lot of eyes. And maybe they do. Cause look, people like me will quote tweet it and go, you're a fucking idiot. Why are you even covering this? And maybe in their mind, they view that as, Hey, this is what we need. We we need like, we need people who are going to be pissed off and judgmental, like on both sides. But to do a story and not even like, look, I, I have arguments when it comes to like, hey, you want to get both sides of the story. In this case, I don't really think you should because it's completely fake and false. But to have stories that don't even have the both sides of the stories, like what Hannah Bueller wrote, what I saw a couple of Channel Four, you know, articles online were the Jason Wolf one was not 
like that was not properly sourced in terms of getting the other side. Like that's where you call like a, an expert and like you get like like I said, like talk to a fan who's like happy about the vaccination. You don't have to be. There's a way more on Twitter that I follow that are that are happy about it than fucking these bots. But it was it was really a black eye for the region for that week. I got so many DMs from people even within their ranks, like at their like the stations and at the the news who were like embarrassed by the coverage of like what they were doing, giving these people a voice. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm back with Joe from Queens. You know, I had planned on getting into some Bill's talk and we'll see how it goes. At this point, I might make this a two-part episode where we continue to talk about this and maybe some other random stuff. And then I'll come back with uh, part two, like on Wednesday, and it'll be right to uh, Buffalo Bill's talk. Because I, I got a couple things that I wanted to say to your points, a lot of them, which I do agree with. Your criticism and a lot of people's criticism was 
that like the Buffalo News story by Jason Wolf was very one-sided, you know, lack of sourcing. Uh, ditto with Hannah Bueller. And I, and I got some comments about that in a minute too, but I want to say this about this particular podcast. So you're very pro-vaccination and I have you on regularly. Joe Yernan, I literally have on every single Friday, is very pro-vaccination. I myself am fully vaccinated and I am also pro-vaccination. I want to throw this out there. If anyone out there who's in the media who would be a guest, who might be on the other end of this, I'd be more than willing to engage and have a conversation with them. I don't want this podcast to be considered, well, Pavel only talk to people who agrees with him, you know, because I'm vaccinated, I'm pro-vaccination, and Joel's pro-vaccination, and Yurden's pro-vaccination, and Mike Harrington's pro-vaccination, and all these other guys are. I just personally, and I get it, I know why, I, I, there's, there might be some media people out there who are anti-vax, but they're not stupid enough right now to say it. You know, they might say it's personal, or they won't talk about it, and they'll move on. They don't, like, you have a strong stance on how you feel about it. I don't think you're going to get anyone from the media who's on the other end who will talk as openly about it. Because if you did, I would love to talk to them. Whether I agree with them or not, I'm always down to have a conversation. So I, I bring that up because you talk about Jason Wolf's story being very one-sided. And I agree. And you know what? I don't agree. Because then I'd be lying to you because I didn't read the story. I'm going by not just your comments, but everybody's comments. So I wanted to put that out there. To the point about Hannah, that I did read and see that. That was horrible. And look, that was man. Delightful. Let me say this too, because this is important to me. Again, I, I talked about not wanting to like burn bridges with any news outlet. I have to say this. I'm a big Matt Bovey guy. I love Matt. I love Jenna Clary. She's awesome. I love Ashley Rowe. Okay. There's people, Katie Morris. I, I like people at Channel 7. Okay. Plenty of the on-air talent. That station is not run good. And I've had a problem with them ever since they... Basically, management ran out Madison Carter, who, without question, in my personal opinion, was the best newscaster that's hit this market in quite a long time. Brilliant storyteller, got to the bottom of everything, great personality. People fucking loved her on social media. And without getting into a lot of details, dude, she was treated like shit at her job, which just blows my mind. Blows my mind. And, you know, I don't want to get into, again, it's not my place or business to get into a lot of details. I will say that she should have been treated better by whoever her bosses were. And she basically was said, she was told you act a certain way or you're going to be shown the door. She couldn't get out of there fast enough. And people loved her in the city and she loved living in Buffalo. So something's not being done with what's getting on the air or on, on their web pages or something. Just not good, man. And again, with respect well, look, to the on-air talent. Go ahead. It's been a foregone conclusion for like a decade at least at Channel 7. The management's not very good there. They don't give them a lot of money. They're like the low. You can tell if you watch a newscast, even when I go home and I watch a newscast, there's mistakes. Like things that are like, are like, like what's going on with like, you know, throwing it to like the wrong package. That's what they're known for. I mean, that's sad. Like, it's not It's not an institution like it used to be. Maybe. Maybe not. It's not. No. I believe. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, again, I, the people that I have relationships with Channel 7, I like them. They're talented. But as a station, I have 
something's yes. just not right. As man. people, fine. Like you want to say some, some of them are good, some of them are great, whatever. I'm saying like as a station overall, like for it's it's not well run. They don't have a lot of money, and I'm just just putting it out there. And look, I, I don't know what is going on with them in terms of content wise. Like, I don't mean to pick on Hannah Bueller. I don't know her, um, but like you know, to segue to another thing, she's like obviously been like their point person for stadium negotiations. And for her to be like having her first tweet is like her cheering for the Bills and then like taking selfies at the game. That's I not hate that. that. And look, I understand if you're like the weatherman or you're like the 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 I don't know, like the guy in the morning who's petting dogs and all that shit. You like you want to do that stuff, like you want to cheer for the Bills, fine. But if you're like a hard news reporter and you're gonna be covering the Bills stadium stuff, that's a little bit I think we may have talked about it before, but I don't remember, but that's a little bit out there. And then to make matters worse, don't be don't be adding people who are obvious. Look, we can all if you've been on Twitter enough, man, you can tell who the who the fake people are, who the bots are. I mean, it's people who follow five who have like two followers. They have an egg avatar. They're they 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 just retweeted stuff from like five years ago, and like those are not real people. Those are like bots. And like to see her and a couple other reporters like jumping in there, and it's just like I, I don't like. Those aren't real people. Like you need to go a little bit like like old school. Like you, you got to go on like you got to get in the news van. You got to go to like you want to do a Bills vaccination anti-vaxxer story, whatever the fuck. Go to like a Bills bar. Go to the Bills store. Go out on the outside. Do a man on the street. That's what you do. And go hey, like you interview those people until you find someone. Okay, you don't source Twitter. Twitter is is it, there's a lot of people on there that are fake. Like and I'm not telling like their personalities. They're not real Bill's guy. 48 says it's not even a real goddamn name at the time. Yeah. And like to, to see those people like adding them, it was just, I was, it was just embarrassing. And like to do, to get like the anti-vaxxing message out, which again, all of these outlets, they're not, they're not the only ones who are guilty of it. Like CNN, a lot of other outlets, they've been doing this where it's like, Oh, we're going to go to the town where all these assholes are anti-vaxxers. And they got like, they're like dying. Like, They've been doing that since the beginning of the pandemic. And like in Buffalo, it's just like at least like like those outlets, they'll get like a pro vaccination piece. And then like, you know, or, or something like that. Like there's none. Like I, like I said to you before, like the, the, the reporter today that I was tweeting at was doing a story on 5% of healthcare workers not wanting to get the vaccination. Like really? It's 5% and you really can't like that's what you're concentrating on? Like that's not that's just like you're uh, it's just. Like, it's just a lot of bad shit right now. And the last week and a half, like I said, I was really embarrassed by it. I think a lot of co-workers in, in all those outlets were embarrassed by Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, my, my DMs were ringing. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I don't know what to tell them. I mean, it's just like, it's just kind of embarrassing. Like, I, I, I don't, and I still have not seen, Pat, real quick, I still have not seen one article asking Bills fans how much, like, oh, like the mandate means to you and you're not going to, you know, you don't have to worry about getting COVID or whatever. I mean, I know it's a possibility, like a slim chance, but like, like, like none of that, none of that, those stories out there at all. It's all the bots. It's all these weirdos. It's fucking Doug Allen. We got to give him on the front fucking page because he's an iconic singer. It's just embarrassing. You're seeing a, you're seeing a a change when, in respect to the, the Buffalo news, you're definitely seeing a change because some stories are, I don't know if they're pop culture relevant, but you're seeing a lot, 
like fan reaction stories. Maybe that's a smart thing. You know, they're, they're, they're getting more engagement on the website, which I mean, let, let's face it, it, it. It is a goal. It should be a goal. Why wouldn't it be a goal? But it's coming at the, to some, to some extent, it's coming at the consequence of good old fashioned journalism. And I'll tell you this about guys like uh, Mike Harrington and about guys like Jay Skursky. You might love these guys. You might hate these guys, but they are straight up legitimate journalists. And I I haven't, I'm not going to put words in their mouth or anybody's mouth, but I know they can't be happy with one-sided storytelling. And again, I've read some of J- Jason Wolf's stuff. I've had him on the show before. Yeah, I got all the respect for the guy. He's a good writer. It just, that story... That one it. And it just seems to be happening, again, with respect to the Buffalo News, there just seems to be some stuff that are stories, sometimes significant stories that just shouldn't be. And when they are, it just feels very uh, one-sided that's aimed at fans. It feels, and I, and I don't want to just say out only to Buffalo News because tons of media outlets are, are doing this now. It's like more and more storytelling is being told with the idea, like I said at the beginning of this podcast about clicking a link like clickbait shit, man. And I'm seeing more and more of it. And I don't like it. I don't like it, man. Yeah, I, I don't like it either. But I also think they they feel they know what their audience is. Probably. And sure. And like, you know, you can look at like, what are the best radio stations rating wise in Buffalo? It's usually between BN, which is a completely conservative at times, most of the times, batshit crazy people, cloaking devices and all that sort of stuff. And then the, the 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 WYRK country station, which I I'm not saying all country music singers are conservative or country listeners are conservative, but the majority are. Let's be honest. <laughs> but like they know, they know who their audience is, and like I I, I they want to get these people their their voice. It's just disgusting. It's really, it's really disheartening. Like where the, it's it's like some of it's like like I said before. I think maybe like either they're, they're anti-vax or some of these people, some of these reporters are, or the the premise of of like you got to get both sides of the story is an old old wives you know a wives tale. Every journalist student has learned. I learned it when I went to Buff State twenty plus years ago. You got to get both sides of the story, but the world is completely different than what like your standard AP knowledge of like how stories are told. It's just a different world because of social media because of fake news, because of like accentuating all these crazy people where it's just not what it was like 20 years ago. It's just like and these people do not deserve a voice. They just don't. Okay. Especially when it's a fringe. Okay. Like what's our biggest, compl- what's the, one of the biggest complaints I've always had on this podcast, Pat, it's when people use like a straw man analysis and they're like, Oh, like some fans feel this way. And it's followed by something where I'm like, do fans really feel that way? Are you just, are you just trying to win a fight because you want to like be the right person in this argument? Uh, and I think that's it's it's one thing when you're doing that for like silly shit. Like people are outraged over Tom Brady's comments about the hotels. Now no one really is. It's one thing to do that sort of corny shit because innocuous stuff. But it's another thing when you're doing crap like with the vaccination, anti-vaxxers giving these weirdos a platform. And um, it's a yeah, it's just it's just. You know, I, I would have thought that when this rule came down from the bills, this would be like, this is great. Like, you know, awesome. Good stuff. It still it still is, you know, even though like there's some I do kind of wonder, I, I do kind of question how they were proofing people of vaccination. But we could talk about that later, maybe. But 
I really thought it was going to be like a good, like, oh, we'll get some good stories out of this or, you know, it's it's a good move. And instead, these these outlets are covering it like it's not a good move. And we got to get we got to we got to find we got to pound on on as many bots doors as possible on Twitter, which you don't know if these people are real or not to, to talk about this. And it's, it was just, it was a really it's and it's been it's, it hasn't gotten better, man. It's still like I said before, like it's it's I, I feel some like people are feeding the trolls, Joe. I, I truly believe that. I think there's some people out there who are speaking anti-vax or at least given the parents are taking that stance, and I'm not even sure that they are. Some people may, may be doing for attention. Now, I don't want to be ignorant and not give all the details, but I will say this in, in respect to uh, to uh, Rachel Bush, okay? And uh, so she's, her stances have been very clear if you follow her or if you see any of her tweets, if she hasn't blocked you. I like Rachel. I don't care what you say about her personally or her Joe Yurden or anyone else. I like Rachel Bush and I really don't give a shit. And I don't, and I'm not one of those thirsty dudes, dude. I'm twice her age. All right. I ain't trying to hook up with Rachel yeah, Bush. You love everyone. I Because I have a respect for people who don't agree with my opinions as long as they're not harmful. Where I draw a line with her is I think some of her, her past uh, thoughts could be potentially harmful to others. That's where I have drawn a line with her. Anyway, that's not, I don't want to get off track here. Here's my point. She's been so anti-vax. And I could be wrong, but didn't she have at one time, and I think it was deleted because I'm actually looking at her Twitter right now. Didn't she have a picture at the stadium? Oh, like, no. Yeah, she did. She, right. so, and she also had a tweet that suggested, and the tweet is still up, the picture of her being at the stadium. And this is why I was asking. I thought there was, and that if it's not no, there I'll tell now, you she what, might have deleted happened. it. But she says, hold on, let me finish this. She has a tweet that says, I love the cops and the staff at the Bills Stadium, just simply amazing. That suggests to me that she got into the game, even though she's and she's not vaccinated. And somebody, whether it was the cops or the staff, somebody let her in anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm guessing here. I don't know that for a fact. I don't have a source. But if she was at the game and she and she's not vaccinated, something happened, right? Well, yeah. So a couple of things. She didn't tweet the photo out. She she Instagram storied it and people caught it because she was like she tweeted. A, she Instagram storied okay. a photo of her at the game. Well, she was there then. Yeah, she was there. That's definitely from what I saw. This was before we recorded. GRZ did a story where they were asking, like, why? Like, how did the players' families get into the game? Because that was kind of my first suggestion. Like, maybe they're going through a different exit, or maybe she has the vaccine and she's been lying to us to, you know, which is very possible. I mean, if you watch Fox News, all of their freaking talent has a vaccine, basically, but they all want to just stir the pot. Right. That's what I'm talking about. But here's here's the here's the thing though. This is what the Channel Two story said, which is very interesting. The gate that the players and the the players, family members, wives go through is the same one the media goes through, and there is not there's not really a security person there that checks your vaccine card, and that's what they said. And it was interesting because they got that from like the the Erie County medical whatever people who were in charge of like proofing your vaccination. So basically. There's a good chance she went through there. They did not check her ID or any of the other players' wives or anything like that, and she just got in. And that's because it's a separate entrance. That's the possibility, obviously. I think I kind of boil it down to I bet you she's vaccinated, and she just and she just is bullshitting everyone, trying to get as many horny Republican bots to like her tweets, and that's basically what she's doing. That's what I think it is, but – that just came down. Like I read the article. Someone actually sent me screen grabs of that article that they it dropped like Monday night. 
So I, I don't know. I mean, well, I, I, yeah, well again, either somebody ain't doing, they ain't doing their job the right the way they're supposed to, or she's well, they vaccinated. I don't really care personally. It's it just it's worth pointing out. Yeah, and let me just tell you, like in New York City, like they're IDing you. You go to a restaurant, you got to show your your vaccination card, and you got to show your ID. Like if you want to get served, if you want to eat there at a restaurant. I, oh yeah, New York City, dude. The, the Blasio, they passed something early in September that you want to eat inside a restaurant or you want to you want to eat inside a restaurant or go to the gym or go to the movies. Never knew that. You got to show your vaccine card. Or you're not getting it in. Well, yeah, they're not fucking around. And I say that because I know what the stadium from what I, I saw, they weren't asking for ID. They weren't even scanning your pass. So basically you can just screen grab. Uh, like an an excelsior pass basically if you wanted to and just go here like they they were doing like the honor system which all right like good luck with that you know but uh yeah i i mean i i think the whole thing is kind of weird like security wise i feel like they never really thought about like the security measures like i'm not talking about the bills i'm talking about when like the federal government decided hey we're gonna do vaccine cards like it's the lowest those things are pretty look pretty easy for me to get a forgery right i mean like print one out and fill it out and it's like you guys couldn't like think of like an automated way to do this instead it's like flashcards. i don't know it's just i digress when in terms of that but yeah so with rachel i, I don't know i think she either like i said she's either vaccinated she's been lying to people or uh to get a bunch of likes because she's crazy and whatever or she did what the channel two stories talked about which there was no there's no security really or people to check if you're vaccinated or not. Well, then by she's that. gonna get somebody fired. It's gonna be looked into, right? I mean, she had an, an IG story of herself at the game. I don't know, man. And and again, I I really don't care. Well, to your point about Fox, there's a lot of people out there who are talking anti-vax, but they are because they're just stirring the pot. I don't. I don't know. I I, I don't want to go any further than that with that. But I will say one thing, and then I want to wrap this part up. And I'm thinking about this on the fly because this was not pre-planned. I think people are going to be listening to this, even though I said at the beginning of the podcast on Tuesday, this is going to be, I'm going to say I have this for part two because the first part, even though we're going to be taping the Bills part separately and taping that secondly, I'm going to actually play that on Tuesday because the game's still a little more fresh and this will be for our Wednesday show. So people listening who are confused right now, that's kind of the thought process I have going on. I do want to say one more thing, though, before we get out of here with this part. Actions speak louder than words. And at the end of the day, people really don't give a shit what I say on this podcast in regards to vaccinations and, you know, opinions on that. And quite frankly, they really don't give a shit what you have to say either. I mean, maybe we're being informative. Maybe we're entertaining people or engaging them, getting them to have a thought, which is cool. But people really don't give a shit what we're saying to me. My point is this, or what anyone says, or Rachel Bush, or or Matt Perino, or Jason Wolf, or Sal Capaccio. Actions speak louder than words, man. And at the end of the day, when it was announced that the Bills and the Sabres, that you had to be fully vaccinated to get into the stadium or to the arena, they gave you like a week to get a season ticket refund. And math is math, bro. This is not opinion. This is a fact. There's between 58 to 60,000 season ticket holders. 762 of them requested a refund. That's like 1.3%, even if you use the lower end number, 58,000. That's not a lot of people. It might sound like a lot, 762, but out of 58 to 60,000, no, 
it's really not. So people, you know, if some people want to die on that hill, fine. Bills fans, for the most part, ain't them. A lot of bitching, though. A lot of people on Twitter and Facebook bitching about this being bullshit. But at the end of the day, they're getting their shots, or they already had their shots, and they're going to the games. They're not. They're not getting. They're not. Oh, they're lying. Replay. I mean, I'm telling you, Pat. They could be lying. I mean, they could be. They could be bullshitting it. Like, like I said, they were not checking very much. But like to your point of like the, the exact number of people who got a refund. Again, why are we? Why are other? Why are these outlets covering the people who decide? Like, like I said, like all these reporters, like basically begging people to slide in their DMs so they could do a story on how they. How they oh they gave up their season tickets and who the hell knows if they could be lying like I don't like you I think know it's newsworthy I, though I don't know I mean maybe how you report it like getting a confirmation of of it being a fact and not some troll on that. Twitter I agree with you there but I do think it's I think it's a, a story if I had season tickets and I didn't get the shot and I refused to get it and I gave them up I think that's newsworthy I mean. If you want to do that story, fine, but you better have a you better have a, a quote from a fan who's saying, "Yeah, you know, I'm glad they're doing this." You know what I mean? And that's where it goes back to my initial issue is like there's stories that are completely one-sided, not even in, making it out like just a complete bitch fest about the vaccine mandate, you know. And and again, I've seen this on on the, on the news cycle in, in Buffalo. I've seen all summer long, dude, all, I kept seeing articles by GRZ, like they were interviewing the restaurant owner in Hamburg or some fucking South Town, Hickville, some bullshit, where they were complaining about like, oh, I can't find, I can't find employees because, you know, the government's handing out money. And it's like, no, motherfucker, the fucking waitresses and the waiters got better jobs during the pandemic, which is honestly more closer than they were just getting a government handout. My lady work, used to work in the food and beverage industry for like a decade, and all of her friends who still her friends were, who were still working in the food and beverage industry, mind you, this is New York City where you can make a pretty good living off of waiting tables. They found other jobs, and that's what happened. They were like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go find." When they were closing restaurants, down, they found other things. But some of these outlets are like, "No, no, no, we gotta we gotta concentrate on like trying to like find these crazy people who just think it's this way or and not the other way." I don't know. It's all. The, the the what has what has constituted as fair balanced journalism whatever you want to call it has just been it's become clickbait it's become we got to get a we got to get people pissed off it's got and it's become like reaction to the reaction it's really it's really just an embarrassment to be honest with you last thing savers all right so we i don't know i haven't heard of any numbers about savers savers season ticket holders this team is struggling to sell seats as it is COVID or not, because they're just horrific. They're pathetic and, and an embarrassment right now. Top to bottom, that whole organization, I don't even want to get started because I'll just start ranting about that for an hour. But anyway, do you see this having an effect, COVID and, and the vaccination status on uh, Sabres tickets? Do you think this is going to be an even bigger issue than it might be with the Bills, who, by the way, are good? Because if I am a Buffalo sports fan and I'm anti-vaccination, or maybe not necessarily anti let first of all, I don't necessarily think that everyone who hasn't got a shot is quote unquote anti-vaccination. Maybe for whatever reason, they just decided it's not for them. Maybe they've already had COVID and they didn't even get sick. So they just assume if I get it again, I'm going to be fine. I don't They're agree dumb. with that line of thinking, but that could be their line of thinking. I think that's a fair point to make. But when it comes to the bills and their goodness, Super Bowl contender, and you waited fucking 20 years for them to be this good, you might bite that bullet and say, yeah, I really don't know. But you know what? 
I'm not going to not go to the football game because I want to watch this team play. So I am just going to get jabbed with, with this needle. But the Sabres suck ass right now. And you're probably looking for reasons to not have to go and spend that money. So now you don't have to go. And now you have a reason to be able to bitch about it too. Do you see that being an issue with the Sabres? If only 700 people refunded their tickets for the Bills, I don't see that being a big issue for the Sabres. I, I think the Sabres have way more issues in trying to get people to come to the stadium than than people getting the shot or not. I don't think it has any effect. I, I don't know how they're going to get people in just you know, to begin with. I don't think it's going to have an effect on them. I, I could be wrong in that regard, but I it's – I, I'm I'm kind of pissed that you're making me the, you're making me uh, use my brain power to talk about the Sabers in any capacity right now because I do not give a shit about them right now. I don't care. Uh, but if you're gonna make me pretend to care, I don't think it's gonna hinder their ticket base at all in regards to that. I think I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the second market because the Canadian border is still closed. So who the hell knows? Because like I can tell you right now, like. Everyone who's ever had season tickets, those Canadian games are always the games that are hot. That's where you make your money if you're if you're a ticket broker or a season ticket broker. If those fans can't come over here, I don't even. That is going to be no one. They're going to be. It's going to be first responders night every night where they're going to be giving tickets to cops, babies, bloggers. They may invite you there to freaking have a a, a, a live talking Buffalo podcast. So they can get like three people there of your fans, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to be a big issue oh. for them. What are you dissing me for, man? That that wasn't cool. So you had to use your brain power, or you're mad at me because you had to use a little bit of brain power to talk about the Sabers. Joe Yurden's going to be even more mad at me because on Friday's show we're going to be talking plenty of Buffalo Sabers. A lot going on with training camp now. I'll wow. jump into that a lot more. A lot. Talk about the Bisons. What about the Destroyers? Are they? <laughs> can we talk about them? Like they, the history of Ray Pedley as the coach. I'm a little I, bit confused I, right now because again, we're actually taping this part first. Although I decided halfway through this episode that I was going to air this on Wednesday. I was going to thank you in advance for an excellent two-part conversation, but we haven't really taped the first part yet, and you might have fucked that all up when we actually talk about the Bills. So I'm gonna. I'm not going to thank you, man. See you guys Friday. <laughs>